Here we go. My name is Todd Adams. This is Kathy Adams. Uh, welcome back to Zen Parenting Radio. This is episode number 199. Sweetie, 200 is the big one. Next week. Next Tuesday. So this is the um, the one before the big one. This is the almost big one. Yeah, this is the slightly smaller than big one. <laughs> Um, so topics for today's show, we're going to talk about fear. We're going to talk about a quote from Pima. Uh, I just got back from a a men's retreat, um, called the new warrior training adventure. And I'm going to talk a little bit about that. And we have two really good questions from two listeners and hopefully, uh, our listeners will derive a little bit of value of hearing the challenges of some of our listeners and how we respond to that. Does that sound good? That sounds good. So, but what is next week going to be? Next week is going to be great. But our 200th podcast, don't we need oh, people you, to help oh, us? Yeah, we do. Thank you for saying that. Um, so on our website, we have um, a little orange box on the website on the right-hand side, and we're inviting and asking for our listeners to click on and on the box it says send us a message or something like that. Yeah, or, it says send us a message. And we want you to give us your the uh, a memory that made you laugh or a memory uh, from our show, from our podcast or a something that you use either every day or like you had an aha moment. Something that you learned or why you like it or how it's helped you. It, there, we don't have any guidelines really. Just send us a message. Because we'll the reason it. we say that is we're going to play these or depending on how many we get, we may not get through all of them, but we're going to play them. Uh, we just kind of want to have a celebration for our 200th podcast. It's a we're big having deal. a virtual party. We are. Uh, I have a virtual. I want to play celebration. I was going to say it's so it it fits. Very Celebrate well. good times. Come I'm, on. I'm on uh, iTunes trying to pull up the preview of the song, and I just saw Neil Diamond has a new album. Good for him. He's Keep going, a, man. He's got a lot of albums. He does, but what do you do? You- I think everybody who has ever heard this song has at one point loved this song. Do you think anybody ever said, oh, this song sucks? You know, it doesn't suck. It's just... Like, it's overplayed and all that. I I, I know that. But, like, in the beginning, don't you think everybody liked this song? Of course, because it starts out awesome. And you know what? Well, you know what's awesome is it's cool in the gang. Well, it's cool and the gang, and it's also that. I wonder if the gang ever got mad. How come you get to be cool (laughs) and we're just just the gang? gang? (laughs) We got to get him on conversations with people we love. I always think about that with certain bands, like Dave Matthews' band. Like, is everyone else kind of like okay? Well, it's very clear cut. You know, I know, like because if they're the Smashing Pumpkins, then they're all going to say, "Hey, we're all equally part of it," and they weren't. Billy wrote all the stuff. Dave Matthews probably wrote all the stuff. So Dave was actually a little bit smarter than Billy. But like when they sat down to come up with the name, or like Bon Jovi, well, it's like John. His Dave, last name is Bon Jovi. Dave probably said, "I am starting a band. Would okay. you like to be a part of it?" Yeah, I, I guess they knew what they were getting into. Yeah. It's just there are some bands that 
you're you're just I've heard like there's a lot of dysfunction in bands. I mean, not even like the rock and roll drugs thing. It's just uh, people are so emotional about It's a family. It's a family. I mean, and really the people, the bands that have stayed together, I don't think we give them enough credit for everything they've had to work through. All the egos they've had to work through. Totally. All the like you said the issues that, you know, with their own families or with drugs or with alcohol and the fact that they've stayed together. Well, you know what John Bon Jovi says? Uh, says I know what he says. He says you give love a bad name. Well, he does. What um, else does is he there say? a doctor in the house? <laughs> <laughs> he says um, that every band has to have a quarterback, and he's the quarterback of his band. Yes, I know. I didn't like that. I know you Oprah didn't. One. I know. Uh, doctor, doctor, what's the song? Uh, bad medicine. Oh, his poor doctor. <laughs> he said what my friend Jessica saw Bon Jovi kind of, you know, Bon Jovi went through a lull where they weren't as yeah, cool. And they came back. And they were at Summerfest and she saw them. And before that song started, he said, is there a doctor in the house? Is there a doctor in the house? <laughs> I want to get to the good part. And here it is. All right, that's enough of that. Don't you wonder why... That's what you get for falling. Why we're talking about Bon Jovi. How did we get here? Who cares? It doesn't matter. (laughs) Okay, go ahead. Um, So always remember that, uh, first of all, this is our 199th podcast. Zen Parenting Radio is a discussion between a spiritual and emotional mom. And a logical and practical dad. We have three daughters, ages seven, nine, and 11. Our goal is to give you the resources to become a better parent, but more importantly, to become a better you. And always remember, sweetie, our motto, that the best predictor of a child's well-being is a parent's self-understanding. Got it. So let's start with, um, you want to start with fear? Sure. Uh, Pima was on Oprah last week. Yeah. And you know what? I don't- Who's Pima? Uh, Pima Children is a uh, Buddhist. Zen Buddhist nun. Nun, right. Um, I don't so much want to talk about her as I want to talk about that quote because Todd and I were just talking deep in the office. <laughs> I love If Pima was listening right now, she'd be like... Is it Pima or is it Pema? It's actually Pema, but I call her Pima because okay. we're that good of friends. Are you? Yeah. Um, anyway, I... Um, you want me to read the quote? Yeah, well, yeah, go ahead. I have it in front of me too, but you read it. Fear is a natural reaction to moving closer to the truth. And that doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Well, see, that's been in a few of her books. It's one of her most famous famous quotes. And they did uh, discuss it on Super Soul last weekend. But it it depends on where you are, whether or not th- that makes sense. Because I, I would have even said three days ago, I don't know about that. And then the what's ex, what i've been experiencing for the last week is a lot of fear has been coming up around things it might be around the book it might be around what book um my book is coming out what's the name of it uh living what you want your kids to learn when's it going to be available it in like the next 5 days why are you afraid um it's not i don't know I, I, and that's too much for me to get into on this show it's bigger than just one answer hmm. there's a lot of things happening um, a lot of things where people are coming to me and telling me stuff that's going on in their lives and my life is changing and I'm trying to decide how I want to handle that. Right. Like we, I think what, what I realize, and this is what I want to get to about the quote is read it again. Fear is a natural reaction to moving closer to the truth. What I'm realizing is that I'm, I'm creating a much softer relationship with fear. 
because I think when fear comes up for me, my initial reaction is annoyance. Mm-hmm. Because you don't want to, you don't want to be afraid. I want to be afraid. I feel like I kind of go through these. God, haven't I done this? Right. Haven't I done this work? I mean, haven't we been doing this work since we were two years old and yeah. one year old? And we were afraid. Like, I, I'm sometimes I'm just tired, and I just tired of being afraid. Tired of being afraid. And then as I start to sort through it, and and understand what it's trying to tell me. I realize it's just trying to help me excavate a little more Mm -hmm. and unravel a little more and break through something a little more. And sometimes I just don't want to. I'm just like, do I have to? You know what I mean? Like, I'm just so happy right here. Well, it takes work to work through fear. It does. Energy. Energy and processing and sitting with the discomfort of it. Because... Because I have now experienced in my life the ability to really feel that like present moment joy, yeah, I just kind of want to stay there. Yeah, you don't want to <laughs> like, okay, I'm good. I'm good. Don't mess with this feeling. I love being present and being joyful and like breathing the air and looking at the trees and and loving you guys. How and- percentage wise, honestly, how do you think that you have that feeling one percent of the day, ten percent of the day, fifty percent of the day? And I know it varies, so you got to give me an average. Varies. Uh, 20% of the day? And I think most of us are well below that. Well, I know that I used to be. And, I, and let's describe the feeling one more time. It is a present, present moment joy. It's got nothing to do with what someone's giving me. It's got nothing to do with any accolades. It's from the inside. It's from the inside. It's where I have an experience of this like deep feeling of contentment. A karate man gets bruised on the inside. Do you know what that's from? No. <laughs> Zen Parenting listeners, if you know what that's from, a karate man bruises on the inside. I have no idea what that's from. And I don't know how that connects to what I just said. No, it doesn't at all. But I like movie lines. So I remember that I had a teacher um, for a long period of time. And I remember she said to me something. This was like eight years ago. She said, well, I'm having a difficult day. And that's hard for me because usually all my days are really good. And I remember, I will never forget this. I remember being like, Wow, because all my days are very rarely good. That's how I felt at the time. Right. And that having a good day was the rarity. Right. And I remember in that moment saying, that's why I'm doing this work. Right. Because I want the majority of my days to be good days. And when I say good, I don't mean good things happening. You want all of your days to be good days, not the majority. Well, but what I mean, all of them, of course, of course. Um, what I mean by that is when you have something happen, like when we have a death in the family or whatever, I'm very gonna, rarely going to label that a good day. You're not going to have a good day. Or if, you know, if I'm struggling with something. So there are some days that you have to be willing to allow yourself to release or have or be sad or whatever. But I want the majority of my days to feel good and to be in touch with that goodness. The reason I'm saying all this is because as I've gone through this last week and been feeling this fear and, and it's not a new fear. It's an old fear. It's all the same crap for me. Aren't most fears old yes. or at least the source is from the same place? Childhood. Childhood. And the energy of the fear. Now I'm going to, this is going to be Zen Parenting 301 again. The energy whoa, of the whoa, fear. Whoa. When did we get to 301? I thought it was 201. Remember we did 301 about three weeks ago? I thought that was 201. Well, Whatever. It's so you, 201. This is like post, post-graduate post No, CPR. it could be graduate. Okay, so this is 201. The fear that I feel has the same energy as other things. How do I say this? It's like an energy that latches on to what's ever going on in the moment. Weighing you down. 
and it attaches to that. So the fear is like an energy okay. that's like old from childhood. And if something's going on, like I'm releasing a book or something's going on in the world or that energy will latch on to that thing and and blow it up as if I'm having the same feelings that I had as a kid about this thing. Right. But really it's not about present time. Right. It's an old energy. Right. That is finding a new host. Yeah, you're not. Yeah, I got it. I Does got that it. make sense? Yeah. So I can feel what it is. It's like, it's one of those things. But, but you don't think of it as an old energy. You think of it as a brand new one, but it actually stems from something a long Completely. time ago. Completely. And even, here's the craziness. Even when I'm feeling the fear, I know it's old, but it still feels so scary. I Your can't brain talk- knows it's old. But my your heart, heart, other way around, honey. Oh, my heart knows it's, it's old, old, but my your brain, brain wants to work new. through it. Great. So, what do we do with all this? Well, I think awareness is the first thing. Always, because the work that I did, however many years ago, that helped me understand that has allowed me to. Because you haven't noticed that I'm functioning any differently this no. week, besides the fact that I've been crying to at things like I've been moved quicker. Right. Um, but. While many years ago, I wouldn't have been able to function because I would have been stuck in that energy where now I can see through it, but it doesn't mean that I don't get afraid. Okay. I feel like I'm talking about really good things. We got to wrap this up because we got a lot of different things. Bottom line is, is that if you are feeling some kind of fear, Mm -hmm. what that quote is helpful about or helpful for is understanding that you're just trying to get to a bigger truth for yourself. Right. You inst- and the gentleness that we can have with our fear is instead of rallying against it or repressing it or saying what's wrong with me or saying it shouldn't be this way, that we can have an ease with it right. and understand that it's just a piece of us right. that has been disregarded or unheard or, or hurt. It's like a child inside right. of you, for any of you who have done inner child work, that ha- is afraid. Mm-hmm. And so we can love that part of us mm-hmm. Can can I t- tell the Tiknot story real quick? Right after this. No. Be afraid. Be very afraid. What's yeah. that from? You don't know? I don't remember. Listeners, help Kathy out. Goodness <laughs> well, I'm, sakes. I'm sucking on quotes today. You're 0 for 2. I know. What's Tiknot? The Tiknot thing Who's is. Who's Tiknot? Tiknot Han is. He is also a Zen. Vietnamese. A Vietnamese monk. Buddhist. He's a. He's a. I was going to say a bad word. He's awesome. He is awesome. Yeah, I was going to call him a bad blank. A bad... Bad ass. Badass? Yes, but you can't say that. So. Um, I'm okay with that word. Really? Yeah. What about like the mom who's working right now in her home and the kid's listening and they just heard you say... A bad A blank blank. There you go. Okay. So he was talking about when we're feeling sadness or fear that... We can think about sadness or fear as the little sister or the little brother. Right. And our joy is the big sister or the big brother mm. that is loving right. the little brother or the little sister in pain. Right. Our joy is like kind of the parent in us. Mm. That's our true self. Right. The the pain and the fear is like the younger part of us that doesn't understand that everything's love. Right. And so that whole idea is easier for me to embrace mm. than it used to be. But I can't say that I don't still get uncomfortable with right. fear and sadness. But my my work, and I don't think we ever will be comfortable no. with it. I think that's just part of being human. But I think that that is the new thing that we have to understand is when we're afraid or sad, let's love ourselves rather than push against it and think it's something we need to get rid of. It's something we need to love. Just love yourself. 
Yeah. Thank you, sweetie. That was good. Was it? It was. All right. What about Bon Jovi, though? No. Bon Jovi's not good. They annoy me. Okay. Do they really? Yes. All of them? Or just Well, when we went to the Bon Jovi concert, Richie wasn't there, and he acted as if it wasn't a big deal. Yeah, that was... Stop it. Stop it, John. It's a big deal. That's my new thing, just telling people to stop. It's like really kind of belittling, condescending. (laughs) Stop it. But the way you do it is always funny to me. Well, I do it as a joke. Okay. Um, I want to talk about the Tree of Life Chiropractic Care. They're our awesome partners. Dr. Kelly adjusts me. She keeps me healthy. Thank you, Dr. Kelly. I appreciate you keeping me healthy. Thank you. Give her a shout out. Um, she has a chiropractic uh, facility here in Elmhurst, chirotree.com, 630-941-8733. And I'm going to go ahead and jump in with our second partner, uh, John Kelly. Our, we have a bunch of Kellys here. Kelly and he's Kelly. our dentist, but he's giving our daughters facial orthotropics, which is kind of an alternate to braces. And it's very in alignment with the message. Did you say orthotropics? Facial it, orthotropics. Is that what it's called? Sweetie, how long have we been doing this? I, I always call it orthobiotic. No, you're thinking like probiotics, oh. <laughs> facial orthotropics, and basically instead of removing teeth and restricting, his uh, remedy is more about how airway affects everything, and your teeth affect your airway, and your airway affects your sleep, and, and your, your sleep alignment affects your behavior and alignment. So it's he, about getting to the core rather than just doing the surface. The source. And uh, so they're at 5350 West Devon Avenue, Chicago, Illinois, 773-631-6844. If you have a kid who is anywhere between the ages of 8 and 13 and you're, you know you're going to need braces sometime soon, I challenge you and invite you to call Dr. John Kelly because he's amazing at what he does and I think you'll love him. And also, because a lot of people have asked me this, Dr. Kelly, will he's also a regular dentist and that he will clean your teeth. Yeah, he does, the, cap, he he does, does all the, the boring stuff, stuff too. Because people will say, well, I don't want to go to him because I don't have those big no, issues. Yeah, if you no. need a dentist, uh, call him. So yeah. anyways, all right. So um, I don't. you just said something that I connected with regarding my retreat. So I had a, this retreat this weekend. Um, the organization is called Mankind Project. The retreat I did is called New Warrior Training. And I don't know, I just feel like... I'm totally on a high from the retreat. Um, A lot of things happened this weekend, and I'm not going to go into the details. One, because we don't have time, but two, because I want, if there's men out there that are interested in doing some type of transformational retreat, um, I want them to experience it for themselves. I'm on their website right now and says that the retreat is designed with one goal, and that's to help every man at the training step into his own unique sense of himself as a man among men. Mm. And, uh, and, you know, I do my own men's group and I do my own retreat, um, once a year, uh, I facilitate a men's group with, um, my partner, my business partner and closest or one of my closest friends, Frank Nago. And, um, uh, but I, I am looking at the world as a expansive thing. And I, if, you know, some people in Chicago listen to the show and have been a part of my men's group. But if you're not in Chicago and you want to be a part of a, a men's group, I invite you to look at mankindproject.org. And if you're in Chicago and you don't want to join my men's group, you should look at this one because this is a huge organization um, all over the country and in many other countries Um 45,000 people have uh, gone through this training. Wow. It's a weekend training. And it's. I read a little bit about it. Um, 
last night after just because I kind of went in with zero expectations. But all I could say about it is that it was just nice to be able to see um, a different version of what masculinity can be. Mm -hmm. Um, As a man, you know, all we see is all the... Uh, egos and man up and be a man and don't be a blah, blah, blah. And there's none of that. This is just a bunch. And there was 24 of us initiates for whatever, for lack of a better term. And there was 40 men who have gone through it that held the space and supported Mm. um, us kind of going through this process. And um, it's, it's, I just got back last night at like six o'clock or something like that. And it was just an incredible weekend. And I'm looking forward to uh, continuing to be a part of this organization while at the same time I kind of do my own thing. Mm-hmm. And it was just very empowering. So, uh, guys, if you're listening and any of this resonates with you at all, mankindproject.org, or if you're in Chicago and you want to be a part of something that I do, um, I have some information on our own website. Just go to the Meet the Host section of ZenParentingRadio.com. Or you can just go to events because the you can go... Um, yeah, I have a retreat coming up on February 27th through March 1st of next winter, this one coming up. So, uh, But yeah, you can... Go if you to go to ZenParentingRadio.com and click events or KathyCAdams.com and click events, you can get uh, easily connected to Todd's stuff. Yeah. Um, or you could just send me an email, comments at ZenParentingRadio.com and I'll be happy to chat with you about it. So, um, so, but no, that was kind of my spiel, my spiel about the, the thing. Um, well, and you know what, I'll, what I liked about what you just said is a lot of things, cause I'm so glad that you had such a good weekend. Um, but is what you just said is, you know, I like to be, you know, I liked the experience and, mm-hmm. you know, being a part of this, but also doing my own thing too. Right. And I think that's another learning for me. And I think for a lot of people is that, we can go out there and learn things and be exposed to new ways and still have our own sense of being. Like, I think that for a long time, we're we're such, we're so black and white. We have a hard time with being two things, you know, just like men think that they need to be one thing, only masculine. And the truth is, is you were with a group of men who were masculine, who were emotional, Mm -hmm. who were connected to who they were, who understood the bigger picture. They were whole, they were integrated beings. Mm -hmm. And that part of being an integrated being is being completely accepting of who you are and supporting, you know, loving that, but also wanting to learn more yeah contentment and and desire to know more well and you know you um have worked on yourself pretty intensely by going to workshops and reading books and all these other things and that doesn't mean that everybody's got to do what we do but it's nice that i kind of have my thing that i am working on and celebrating and you have your thing and working on and celebrating and the reason that our marriage works is because we're each working on ourselves right. and we're celebrating our work together yeah whereas a lot of other marriages they look to the other person to um to make, fill in those pieces make them feel happy yeah. and that's not fair yeah. it isn't um it's your job to make you happy And it's my job to make me happy. But that's an old way of thinking, Todd. That's a hard one to break because I think people are 
Um, meaning the idea that you find someone who fills in all those holes for you, yeah. who when you feel lost. And here's the thing is people say, well, this person does make me feel good. Well, maybe it's because they allow you to be yourself. Yeah. You know, there when you find someone who says, I you're good the way you are and I love you the way you are, and we can give that gift to our partner back and say, I love you the way you are. Well, I totally didn't plan on saying this. And you and I obviously have uh, you know, we kind of dated in college, but we we didn't get together until later in our 20s. But yeah. the the reason I knew that we were supposed to be together is not necessarily how great of a person you were because you are a great person, but that wasn't why it was. It was because I felt the most authentically myself when I was with you. So it wasn't like you making me happy. I was like, wow, I'm really kind of alive when I'm around you. Mm, that's lovely. And if you can find that partner, um, I don't know, you're you're off to a pretty good start. Yeah, just and so instead of they have all of these surface qualities or they have all of, you know, things that everybody else thinks are great, it's who do I, who am I the most when I'm with this person? How am I most myself when right. I'm with this person? That's why every great romantic story is always always about the boy and the girl who are best friends who can't recognize that right. they're supposed to be together. Right. It's because they're looking outside of themselves for something that they already have. But I, I asked you to the um to the formal and you said no, so thanks a lot. Well, I was already going to another formal. Yeah. All you had to do was say no to that guy. I couldn't. And let... And you want to know it's funny? What? I wasn't so much about saying no to the it guy. It was Steve Hill, wasn't it? It was. Steve, it... if you're listening. <laughs> oh, jeez. That's embarrassing. <laughs> um, it wasn't about that. It was about my friend, uh, Matt. What had our, we were already going to be with him and mm-hmm. his girlfriend, or they were going to be like there. It was like a double date We didn't really thing. even double with them. I just knew that Matt was going to be there, and he's a man of integrity mm-hmm. and a man of his word. Right. And I, I don't think Steve would have really cared that much. Right. I mean, he probably would have, but yeah. I, I just knew Matt would be like, Kathy, that's- You said you were going to do this. You said you were going to do this. Right. And he was the reason. Mm. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, that is. And my friend Matt has since passed away, uh, passed away a long time ago, actually, 10 years ago or so. Um, But he was just one of those people that I wanted to hold myself up with good character when he was around. That's why you rise to the people that are around you. That's why, you know, this is, I haven't talked much parenting today, but if you can surround your children with positive influences, whether it be peers or teachers or mentors yeah. or even us as parents, we need to role model this behavior yeah. um, because it just puts them in a position to succeed. It's it, You can still succeed if you're surrounded by negativity. It's just less likely. That's right. It, it, it's You, you got to kind of claw your way a little more. It's possible. Right. There's always hope. There's never, nothing's hopeless, but I believe in Atticus Finch. That's my new saying. Hope me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. No, help, help me, Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Kenobi. You're, you're my, my only hope. hope. Yeah. And Obi-Wan was her only hope. He was at the time. And he rocked it out. She, they didn't know where any of the Jedis are. Now that I've seen, you know, the third movie, mm-hmm. what's the third movie called? Revenge of the Sith? Yes. Now I understand why Princess Leia was like, I don't know how to get a hold of these people because, you know, Yoda's in the Dagobah system. No mm-hmm. one wants to go there. And did they even know he was there? And then Obi-Wan Kenobi was Help me, missing. Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. You're my only hope. They're the only two Jedi's left, right? Um, I think so because they all got devastated after Revenge of the Sith. So yes, I think the that younglings. That is, yeah, let's How not about talk the about younglings? that. I think I had to fast forward that for Cameron, but I, she saw it. I, it's so bothersome. All right. Um. So now we got to get in this question. These questions. So the first one I'm going to do is talk about um Josh's question, and Josh is my good friend. 
And he has his own podcast. And he was okay with you saying He sure name. was. Okay. I texted him. I said, can I talk about this? Um, so he has a podcast called I Simply Dot Am, but he's a wonderful man and a good friend. And what's great about him is he doesn't pretend to know it all. And he texted me and you saying, hey, I got a question. You guys have any advice? So this is what he texted to me. I need your and Kathy's help. Olivia's having, Olivia's um, his daughter. I don't know how old she is. I think she's about nine, but I don't know. Olivia's having trouble keeping her hands to herself when she gets upset with Jake. And I believe that's her younger brother. Mm -hmm. Sorry, Josh, if I'm screwing this up. So she winds up hitting him. Uh, His wife wants to give her a consequence. And in the spirit of natural consequences and in alignment with with what you guys and Shafali teach, what should we do? It's not so easy just to say they can't play together when Jake still wants to. And we have a small house. Do you have any ideas? Well, it's interesting because you read part of that to me upstairs and I was like, should I start talking? And you're like, no, save it for the show. Because I, again, this is one of these things where we have to be clear. There are no simple answers, meaning there's not a technique. Right. What I always think of, what comes in, in to me is I just try and envision if my children were doing that, which definitely they have. Yeah. Of course, all children have used their hands, is that the conversation would be not so much about the hitting itself, but what's going on. How is Jake not hearing you? Mm -hmm. Because when you're hit, tell me when you want to hit him. Let's get into that. But let's dive in. When you feel like, and and instead of greeting Olivia or any child who is hitting with a sense of shame, Mm -hmm. or how could you do that? That's your brother. How can you you? do that? Yeah, because that's our most... We don't hit. Yeah. You know, not in this family. I've said that a million times. And you know what? I think we still say that about certain things where I can, when you say that. Well, I've I've said like, we don't raise our voices in this family. Totally. Where we make these definitives. Yep. And that's not always the truth, right? Right. Because they just raised their voice. Right. And maybe you're raising your voice while you're saying we don't raise our voices. So just to kind of, you know, we have to filter through all that and get down to the fact that we kind of get down with Olivia and say, listen. Okay, you know, let's forget about what just happened. Let's talk about when you're about to hit Jake, what are you feeling? What's going on? And she may say, I don't know. I don't know. He just frustrates me. He frustrates me because he won't give me something. Start digging. Start digging in a, not in a teachery, because this is always the piece that's hard to teach people. Don't be a role of a parent. Mm -hmm. Be kind of more be yourself. Mm-hmm. Be like, talk to me about it. Yeah. You don't like you are with a friend. Yeah. Like, you know, tell me about what's going on. And that's in dangerous you. because people go, oh, you're not supposed to be your friend, blah, blah, blah. This but is, what you're saying is have a different energy have a different going energy. into the conversation instead of standing over them because it's weird. Like I've said this before, but you know, just the, the physical presence of a larger person and you're speaking literally down to them. It shuts them down. It shuts them down. And I think, and I'll just use my own example because instead of focusing on uh, Olivia, like Cameron and Skylar probably in our in our family argue the most and they're the closest Safe in to age. Say. Yeah. And my conversations with them are both of them because they both push, push each other's buttons. Yeah. It's not one person's fault. I'm watching it. Right. I will say to them, I saw exactly what just happened. Right. Um, but my question to them, like I'll say, I'm talking to Cameron, I'll say, honey, Skylar was really bugging you today and I can tell, like you were getting all worked up. Tell me about mm-hmm. what's going on. What when she, What does she bring up with you? Like, do you feel like she's getting more attention? Do you feel like she's not hearing you? Do you feel like her needs are, are more important than yours? Like, talk to me. Mm-hmm. 
And instead of a, I can't believe you did that, what's going on, mm-hmm. where you're just going to shut down, there's like a talk to me. And sometimes she's like, I don't know. It's mm-hmm. not that big of a deal. It's just she, you know, today she blah, 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 blah. I'm like, okay, well, let's talk about that. Maybe this is why she was feeling that way. And then there's kind of a a dissipating of at least that experience right there. Well, and I don't know what Josh has done, but it's possible. Josh is like, you know what? I tried that. Right. Keep trying. Well, okay. So let's say that you've already had these big conversations, not in a parent role conversation kind of way, or we need to sit and talk where there's a sense of, of I'm here to discipline I'm you. I'm disciplined around or, it. Right. Say you've done all those things and it's not, you know, and you've been low key. Then there is a, I, I say this to girls a lot. I'm not sure what to do about this, mm-hmm. but what I do know for sure is you can't continue to hit your brother. Right. And so what can we do? Right. You and I. Right to keep this from happening again. What can I do to support you and what choices can you make to different tools rather than hitting? Like almost like you're in, not almost, you're in alignment with them. Mm -hmm. What can I do to help you and what tools can you use instead of hitting? And then you're like on a team about it. You're like teammates. And so then when- And not hierarchical. You know, it's, there's no hierarchy there. And it's, we are teammates trying to figure out how to put you in a position to succeed, which is not hit your brother. Like a coaching thing. Like I'm going to support you, right? And I got your you back. Show me, right? What you can do, and then this is what I've found with my girls, and all three of them have done this. Look, mom, look what I did instead of. Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. And, you know, like say it's about they're, you know, late on their homework. Look, mom, I did this two days ahead of time instead of doing it the night before. And I'm like, yes, but it's not yes for me. Mm -hmm. It's yes for them. Do you see what I mean? Rather than I'm proud of you now, now I'm on your side. I've been on your side the whole time, but now I'm pumped for you that you have chosen a different tool and see how good that feels. Mm -hmm. So now you've integrated it rather than done it as a surfacey thing for my attention. Right. Well, and um, you talked about you know, a praise a little bit. And mm-hmm. I just want to, because we had a really good show last Friday. Right. Um, Alfie Cohn, who's an author. If you didn't hear that show, I encourage you to hear it because the guy is the real deal. Mm-hmm. And if you like the message that we have, I mean, there's some people that are 180 degrees against his message, mm-hmm. but um, we had a really good 40 minute interview with him last Friday. And it talks about how to, you know, pray, you know, whether praise is a good thing or a bad thing and things like that. And so, it's neither nor, right. it, meaning praise, we can't say praise is good or bad because it's gray. Mm-hmm. It's how we use praise. What Alfie talks about is when we use praise to manipulate our children, right. meaning I'm going to tell you how great you are at this thing. I'm going to tell you you're the best dancer in the world, so you stay and dance. Right. Really, I'm just trying to get my needs met. Right. It's really no different, in Alfie's opinion, right. than than cr- than criticizing or um, using consequences to get your needs met. Mm-hmm. You know, using punishment. Right. Um, the the yay, like the being excited for your kids is when they. I am psyched that you did something that felt good to you that has helped you learn something about yourself. Right. Yay. Yay for you. Yay for you. Yeah. And. Obviously, my job as a parent is to help them understand societal norms. Like, you know, like with Olivia and Jake, I, again, I know we're not quite sure of exactly Olivia's age, but there is with younger kids that feeling of hitting does work. Right. You know, like a little kid, a really small kid 
who's two who hits a kid and then gets the toy from them is like, dude, that works. Mm-hmm. Our job is to say, yeah, that may have worked, but that's not how we can get along in this society. Right. We've got to find other ways to get our needs met, to verbalize, and to not t- take those shortcuts. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's part of our job is to notice those things. But I kind of feel like this is everything we ever talk about on the show. It, it's all about communication. And there may be a consequence that comes naturally out right. of the communication. Right. You know, like if you know, if this happens, if this continues to happen, we're going to have to find a way to keep you guys separate in the car where you're hitting each other. And that's not as fun or something that is a little more literal in the moment. Like I can't give an example of a consequence because I don't know their home and I don't know what, you know what I mean? Well, I think the last 10 minutes has shown, if nothing else, that it's not a quick fix and it's about having conversations with your kids and not discipline or punishment or rewards and things like that. It's really trying to dig in, and we don't know the ages, but you know, every age presents kind of a different dynamic. Like and if they're two- And shows up differently at eight right. than it does at two. Right, right. So anyways, but we gotta, we gotta move along. Well, here's my thing, my sweetheart. I have a call in like five minutes. So do we have like one, do, are we done or we have another call or do we have another question? No, we're not doing the other question. Oh, we're not. Okay. No. Um, so, uh, but I'm looking at our iTunes thing and there's two new reviews oh, from Nicole. She said, this po- this podcast is truly enlightening, five stars. And then Lucy, she said, love Todd and Kathy. So thank you. Quick shout out to. So go ahead and uh, give us an iTunes review because it helps us uh, market our show because we don't really do much marketing here. But you have a book coming out and you can buy it right now on the site, can't you, sweetie? You can't. So if you go to my website, kathycadams.com, you can purchase it through the site. But I'm going to tell you that it's I don't have it in my hand yet. Like it doesn't come out for a week. So if you- It's a pre-order. It's a pre-order yeah. thing. So You'll get it in the next few weeks. In the next couple of weeks. Um, it will be on Amazon mm-hmm. next week at some point. Um, mm-hmm. Now, what about our, don't we have a coupon code? Yeah, Zen. So it's because you guys listen to this show. If you hit, if you put Zen into the coupon code box, you'll get knocked off 10%, 10%. off. So. Yeah, so that's good. Um, and then lastly, uh, my men's group, if you're interested, um, shoot me an email or a retreat. I have, um, I have kind of a YouTube clip of like a summary of what it's like. So if you're a guy and you're listening, you're like, oh, I don't know, a bunch of guys getting together for a weekend. It's fun. And the theme is unplug, unwind, and recharge. So oh, I like that. Um, it's actually filling up very quickly. We don't have many spots left, but just in case you're interested, you can go ahead and do that. Any words of wisdom, sweetie? Um, I no. I think that that's a good place to end. Um, our last partner, Jeremy Avid. Can't forget about him. We love Jeremy. That bald-headed beauty. He's a beauty. He's a bald-headed beauty. <laughs> 630-956-1800. You know, speaking of men of integrity, he's a man of integrity, too. He is. And he's got two beautiful boys and a beautiful wife. Um, I was going to have you play Bad Medicine at the end. Um, I already played it. I know, but that it's you could wrap up the show with it. You could we talked it. a lot about Bon Jovi. You know what? Let's get crazy and let's put that up there. You know what? I do have a final quote. What is it? If you're afraid, it's okay. And that... You can not be af- so afraid of being afraid because I'm afraid. Todd, are you ever afraid? Um, I am a man and I am absolutely afraid. <laughs> there you go. I learned that this weekend. Yes. I already I, knew it, but. And, you know, I. Bon Jovi's not afraid of nothing. He just, he gives bad medicine. Yeah, he does. 
So that's all I have to say. You Just know what I'm going to say, don't you? Keep trucking. Keep trucking. Have a good week, everybody. See ya. Wouldn't want to be ya. Get both falling in love. <laughs>